Good morning, Patriots. It's Saturday, December 12th, 2020, and you are listening to Living with Liberty. I am your host, Ryan. Today we will look into the globalist elite's push and possible overplaying of their hand, as well as a quick look into the next narrative the media is trying to push on the COVID-19 vaccine. Next on Living with Liberty. Have the globalist elites overplayed their hand? If Trump's presidency has taught us anything, it's that Trump derangement syndrome has been a threat to those plans of the globalist elites. It certainly is exposed for all to see the corruption within our government and also all the plans the elites have had for controlling the masses. It's also shown their utter disdain for the ordinary working people all over the world as well as freedom and liberty that is granted to all people by their creator. I think if we look at the hysteria of the media, the heavy-handedness with which Democrat governors and officials have locked down cities and states, and with each exposure of more corruption, how quickly big big tech moves to remove posts and videos that violate community guidelines, in air quotes there, or aka we are just going to censor the truth, it would make one think that we are over the target here and that their whole corrupt cabal is on the precipice of collapse. Elected officials think we are morons and they behave in such a manner as if we are not seeing through their hypocrisy and not seeing what's really going on here. I came across an interesting article on Zero Hedge written by Brandon Smith at altmarket.us titled, Is the Globalist Reset Failing? The elites may have overplayed their hand. Smith brings up this idea of a narcopath, which is a narcissistic psychopath, which I think is important to consider here as we evaluate the behavior of certain elected officials. Smith notes it's important to remember that these people live in their own little world in which their desires and bizarre dysfunctions are normalized and that they think you are a submissive idiot, and that when they bark in order, you will simply jump to attention because you believe. Now, does that sound familiar to anybody? Andrew Cuomo, anyone? Bill de Blasio? Gavin Newsom? Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan? You look at these people, and they all seem to be just sitting in their own little world. Cuomo, you know, probably more so than any other as you watch him give his his press conferences and snap at reporters. And, you know, there's a guy that just thinks nothing, he's above the law and nothing's going to touch him. You know, let's think about the self-aggrandizement of these elective, elected officials, particularly those narcopaths on the Democratic Party, in the Democratic Party. Now, do you remember uh, back, uh, I think it was uh, around the time that Trump had uh, had. Uh, come back from his uh, from the hospital when he had his COVID diagnosis and was recovering there. You remember Bill de Blasio outside New York City Hall making a spectacle of himself, putting his Mac mask on, and that video was set to a crescendoing or, uh, orchestra. You remember Andrew Cuomo telling people to become essential workers when their whole livelihoods were destroyed and New York had the most dracon, one of the most draconian lockdowns all around, you know, all over the country, and to a certain degree, they still do, particularly in New York City. 
a lot of this seems to just be coming, uh, you know, punishment for those that voted against these guys. You know, also, uh, also you know, more recently, Cuomo, is, you know, has, has uh, been on video battling a journal, journalist over school closing closings because parents were confused whether schools were open or closed. It obviously wasn't very clear, yet Cuomo's snapping back, well, what's the law say? What is the law? Well, obviously Cuomo doesn't know. This has just become all about them, all about these narcopaths, and how much they will command the people to do and command the people to just do as they're told. Remember Anthony Fauci? Just do what we tell you to do. The only problem here for them is the people won't take it anymore and are fighting back and moving from these horrible socialist states if they can. You can't get a moving truck in New York City right now. I highly doubt you can get one in California right now. People are leaving these states in droves. Elon Musk just moved to Texas. Uh, I just saw something today. Oracle is moving their headquarters to Texas. Uh, Companies and people are leaving California by the masses, in masses. Think about also how uh, Cuomo wrote a book about how well he navigated the pandemic. I mean, you talk about classic being in their own little world, being, you know, thinking that they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Cuomo did a horrible job in managing the pandemic, yet he wrote a book on how well he did it, that he was the, the champion of navigating crises. You know, never mind in this, you know, as he wrote this book, never mind, you know, just let's ignore all the people he killed by filling nursing homes with sick people. Yeah, don't pay attention to that, any, uh, you know, at all. Look over here. Look how well I, King Cuomo, led New York through this crisis. Their arrogance knows no bounds. You know, what else do arrogant people think? That they are untouchable. Arrogant people, arrogant criminals, tend to brag once they think they've gotten away with something. This is a point Smith makes in his article. He says criminals tend to brag about their crimes when they think it's too late for anyone to do anything about them. You know, think about Joe Biden bragging about getting the that Ukraine uh, Ukrainian prosecutor fired, withholding aid until that that guy got fired. You remember James Comey smugly bragging about violating FBI policy and protocol in his attempt to set up Lieutenant General Michael Flynn in an interview with Nicole Wallace? Even Cuomo, in writing his book, you know, ignoring the fact about how he put a bunch of sick people in nursing homes with the most vulnerable. That was downright criminal. How he handled the coronavirus pandemic should be a criminal uh, a criminal charge. He literally murdered those people. He had the information of who this thing affected the most, yet still wrote the order to put the sick people in the nursing homes. Pride become, comes before the fall. These people have gotten bolder and bolder as they think they have gotten away with more and more. The more arrogant someone gets, the more untouchable they think they are, the sloppier they become. Their other fatal flaw here, these globalist elites, is that people are stupid. We're seeing through every bit of their hypocrisy. We've seen that the virus is nowhere near as deadly as the media and elites want you to believe. People who don't fear won't willingly turn over their rights and liberties. 
part of their getting sloppy has been the double standards of the elected class. Their behavior has shown that there's no reason to fear. You know, jetting off to Mexico, telling people to stay home and then getting on a plane to uh, to Texas like the Denver mayor. Gavin Newsom and, you know, London Broyle out there, mayor of San Francisco, going to the French laundry while you know, locking down their citizens and and telling them they can't do anything but sit in their house. No amount of inflating the COVID case counts or death tolls will change, uh, you know, the lack of fear people have at this point. We see through it. The corruption and, and lies, their corruption and lies are being exposed every day. More people are waking up and the globalists are seeing this and are trying to accelerate their plans at this point. Now, once you start doing that, it becomes a recipe for sloppiness and more exposure to what's been going on. The faster they go, the more mistakes that they will make. The more people will have, uh, the more the people will have their eyes open to this, and the more that they will reject these elitist plans for society. This has been decades of chipping away at our rights and liberties by these globalist elites. And now that their corruption has been exposed, that their lies are being exposed and have been exposed, they are trying to accelerate this plan to move us to a, a global socialist society. They're trying to accelerate this plan to get it in place because they think once it's in place, there's nothing that can be done about it. With each new revelation, Democrat-controlled states seem to be uh, getting clamped down on more and more. Big tech is censoring more and more. That means the whole truth is dangerously close to being exposed for all to see. The closer we get to the truth, the faster the plan has to be implemented. The more corners that need to be cut in order to implement that plan, uh, you know, with some sort of speed. It also becomes at that point, as corners are cut, easier to untangle the web of deceit and lies and corruption. Think about how apparent the corners were cut, uh, how apparently corners were cut during the election. Voter rolls were not cleaned up in accordance with the law. States just ignoring uh, state election board, especially, you know, one here in Wisconsin, just ignoring the fact that the justice, to, uh, the court said, you must clean up your voter rolls. Our elections commission here said, no, we're not going to do that. And it's happened elsewhere. State statutes regarding early voting and absentee balloting were broken. And what I don't get at this point is those statutes have obviously been uh, uh, broken and were, the letter of the law was not followed. How are these courts not seeing this and not ruling in that favor? To me, and if you look at it, all of this is very sloppy. Right now, it's beyond me why state statutes aren't being upheld, why legislatures aren't fighting harder, why the judicial system seems to be failing us right now. Really, could it be in the way that the lawsuits have been written and brought forth? Possibly. I mean, you know, if you don't write the, the lawsuit in, in such a manner, you know, maybe that's why they're getting kicked out. If that's the case, then we need to be refiling them, fix it, whatever it is, and refile and, and let's go with it. But um, you know, even even as we, we go along here, and even as more and more corruption and truth is being exposed, you know, we're still seeing just a ton of pomposity 
and arrogance on the Democrats. And it's all comes, it's all coming through in these hearings that are being held by all these state legislatures. I mean, just the line of questioning uh, by Democrats. I, I checked in yesterday uh, on, on our um, hearing here in Wisconsin, and I caught one of the Democrats' question. And one of the last questions that she had was, do you, of a witness was, do you recognize Joe Biden as the president-elect? No, he has not been certified as president-elect yet. Why would anybody do that? But just their arrogance to think they've gotten away with this and it's apparent in their line of questioning. Now, arrogance and sloppiness leads to a fall. If we want to keep our liberty, we have to keep the pressure on. What the globalists didn't factor into their plans was waking up the American public. And really, if you look at all the protests going on the world over, anywhere where people value freedom and liberty, people have been awakened. They arrogantly thought we would remain apathetic and accepting to their plans. Then Trump came along and woke up the sleeping giant. At best, right now we are fighting on a level plane, but I think more realistically, we are fighting a bit of an uphill battle at this point. We've had our eye off of things within our government and government corruption for too long. We've appeased the left for far too long. I must say that this can happen no more, and I think we've woken up to the point where it won't happen anymore. The time of reasoning with the left is over. We need to stand tall against their attempts to take away our freedom and liberty. We need to stand tall against their attempts to normalize their dysfunctional worldview, the 10,502 genders and you know drag queen story time and four-year-olds having public proclamations that they're no longer a boy, but they're a girl or vice versa. That stupidity needs to end. Those kids cannot, they cannot, they don't even know how to tie their shoes at that point. How are they going to decide that I'm a boy or I'm a girl? It's time to stop appeasing these narcopaths and stand up for our values and freedom. We need to show them we're not going to take it. We need to do things like take away their funding. We need to stop buying from big, tech corporations like Amazon and Facebook and Twitter and start buying and finding alternative paths. When we cut off their money supply, we cut off their power. Further indications that the globalists have overplayed their hand uh, may be you know, seen in that we have millennials maybe waking up to this dangerous uh, idea of big government. And this is really due in part to the heavy-handed approach used by some states during this pandemic. Luca Ladon writes in his article, Will COVID Cool Millennials' Crush on Socialism? That American millennials may never experience Soviet aggression or Venezuelan collectivism, but because of COVID-19, they have been touched by the heavy hand of government, seeming to imply in his article that even millennials who have been the a generation, I'd say, that have most eagerly embraced this idea of socialism may not be enjoying their free trial of socialism all that much after all. They may be figuring out that giving government unchecked power, particularly unelected bureaucracies, that holding government, that not holding government officials accountable may not be all that great of an idea after all, as it has resulted in a ride toward tyranny. Their freedoms and, and ability to, to move about in, in a free society have been severely restricted in some cases. Millennials may be figuring out that handing government more and more power in the name of protection 
air quotes out again there, is a recipe for never seeing those liberties that they gave away in the name of protection come back. Hopefully enough millennials have woken up to these facts and will join the side of, of and fight of freedom of liberty and freedom and liberty. And that will realize that it's a lie that the government will take care of you, that it's a lie the government even cares about you. The elites have killed their credibility. People no longer trust them. I mean, do you really trust Jeff Bezos or Mark Zuckerberg or Jack Dorsey or any of these, you know, other yahoos we see on, on you know, TV that Congress keeps hauling in front of them. Uh, nobody trusts them. Nobody trusts politicians anymore either. I'll say, I don't, I don't like to speak in absolutes. Let's say a lot of people don't trust them and a lot of people don't trust politicians. Patriots are going to continue this fight for the soul of our constitutional republic. We just won't stand for it any longer. Part of that continuing fight, kind of switching gears here, will be opposition to the COVID vaccine hysteria. Now, the next phase is starting to go into effect. A Bloomberg article notes that the U.S. is ranked 32nd in the world in COVID vaccine reservations. Friends, this is just the hysteria push around the vaccine that they are trying to drive scarcity concerns. They're trying to drive hysteria around, well, we're not going to have enough vaccines. You better go out and get your vaccine right now. Because there's a lot of people still skeptical and pushing back, not wanting to take this thing, and rightfully so. Now, they want to push people to get this vaccine just for the simple fact of, of the resistance, that it's, you know, it's all part of the plan at this point. Now, here's the thing about this story, though. If you dig into the actual numbers, and I'll, I'll put a link to the story in the description box, you will find that the United States has enough vaccine reserve to cover 139% of the population. Don't let the media fool you. There is plenty of vaccine on reserve. We have, our, we have enough uh, on reserve that anybody, in this, uh, anybody and everybody in this country that wants one can have one. And especially so considering that, you, you know, I think in, in some cases what I've seen is, you know, we're still at 50%, maybe more of the population in the United States saying they're not going to take this vaccine, at least not right away. We have more than enough more than enough, should every citizen choose to take the vaccine. We have 139% of our population of the United States covered in reserve vaccine. Now I'll tie this up with the country that is number one on the reserve list, and it's number one by far. It's Canada. They, are, uh, they have a whopping 410% of their population covered. To me, that merits to ask the question of why do you have so much vaccine in reserve? 410% of their population covered. Canada, please start asking some questions. You know, and I'll, I'll end it kind of with this. Justin Trudeau wouldn't need so much of that if he wouldn't let the Chinese army come play in his country. What we have here is it looks like another globalist elite who may be getting a little too sloppy. Well, friends, that's today's show. 
If you're listening on a platform that allows ratings, I'd be grateful for an, a, a positive review. Thanks for listening today, and I hope you all have a great weekend. I'm grateful you've chosen to spend some time with me. I would truly appreciate it if you would subscribe to and share my podcast with friends and family. Please email me feedback. My address is livingwithliberty at usa.com. Follow and ring my bell for updates at my social media home on Parlor. My handle is at livingwithliberty. Liberty isn't a given. We must continue to fight and protect it. Working together, we will do exactly that. Until next time.